Well, I'll come over here in a clown outfit and I'll stab you seven times in the stomach. That will do it. Yeah. There you go. Wait, I said that on the internet. (laughs) So, authorities. Whoa, hey. If that ever happens to me. Well, if it's going to happen, it has to happen in the next few days before this episode goes up. That's true. (laughs) You mean before it doesn't go up. Hey. Sorry, Matt. (laughs) Craig killed me. (laughs) Screw you and me. Am I a loose end now? A little bit. <laughs> Welcome to Nerdburger, episode 231. It's a podcast with a guy and a guy and a guy on Skype. I'm Mike. I'm Craig. And here we are. Not at Gen Con. <laughs> oh, is that this weekend? Yeah. Oh, that's... shoot. <laughs> I, had a, I had a badge and everything and a plane ticket. No, no, you, no, no, I didn't. didn't. No, I didn't. I'm just kidding. Um, I'm a game designer and I'm not at Gen Con this weekend. What happened? And, uh, because I've got a specific plan in place for ramping up to the next Kickstarter and it did not involve Gen Con. Because it involves a bunch of other stuff, and I only have so much extra money floating around for that kind of thing. But um, I'm in good company because our guest on the show today is also not at Gen Con and probably should have been. (laughs) Hello, Matt. Hi, Matt. Hello. Good to be here. (laughs) (laughs) How how are you feeling? How, How are you doing not being at Gen Con? I've just been I've just been on my Facebook Messenger, looking at all my friends, texting me photos of Gen Con and all the games they're playing. So um, it's been tough, but I've been very busy getting ready for my Kickstarter. Yeah, I'm I'm not surprised. That's kind of what my weekend has been too. Is a lot of a lot of notifications popping up of emails and things floating around and popping through Twitter and Facebook, being like, "Oh, look at all the fun people are having." And I'm sitting at home by myself. I even posted yesterday on my Twitter that I was closing my. Uh, my 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 uh, dealer hall was closing. I was no longer per, uh, selling games out of my living room anymore. <laughs> I posted that at the same time that the dealer hall closed at Gen Con. <laughs> Had to kick everybody out. Um, Matt, who are you actually? <laughs> Beyond just uh, Matt. Um, so I'm the president of Mirrorbox Games. So um you guys had joey vigor on the show i think a couple of years ago uh, and he talked about our first game chaosmos when we launched on kickstarter then um so i'm designing the king's guild which is our next game uh launching on kickstarter on tuesday as listeners as you are listening to this launched yesterday mm-hmm. so click that link and go get one <laughs> yeah there'll be a link on the show notes go get yourself a game right now jump on board i'm sure it's doing very well chaosmos did very well i have no doubt um, that uh, this game. Um... The Telegraph reports thieves in Germany made more than 22 tons of Nutella. <laughs> we embrace our technical difficulties oh. on Nerdburger. <laughs> I was right in the middle of pimping your game, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Matt. I'm sure that. Um... <laughs> It's already been funded, but that that it's doing well. It's already been funded. It's already been funded. Of course. Go. The whole day's gone. (laughs) Help everybody. Help everybody get to the stretch goals. Help everybody's game get better. Let's go. Um, But we will get to more of that in a little bit. Um, Yeah. No, Gen Con sucks. It was the 50th anniversary this year. What What is it with 2017 and hitting all these major anniversaries with zeros on the ends of them, divisible by 10 or 100? (laughs) <laughs> the convention sold out. Does that not Every, happen? That's never happened. Really? Yeah. Never uh, in even history. The day passes. Yeah. You can't walk up on any, you could not walk up on any given day, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, or Sunday, and just buy a ticket for that day. Those were gone too. Huh. They sold so many, you know, batch tickets and individual game, you know, in, individual day tickets that there's nothing at the ticket counter. Yeah. So if, uh, if you like crowds... You're missing out. (laughs) It's from the looks of things. Yeah, it's been pretty crazy. I mean, Gen Con's been crazy the last few years and this year even more so. so. But maybe next year, who knows? Well, good thing, because then now you guys are here to talk about games and stuff. (laughs) Games and stuff. For for those people who didn't make it to Gen Con, we're going to tell you about another game in a little bit. But for now, we're going to uh, do this, I think. 
What's news, Craig? Uh, they've talked about it. They've uh, threatened us with it, but it looks like it might be actually moving forward, not as a trilogy, but perhaps just as a standalone movie in the Star Wars oh. saga. Closing a, that news story. <laughs> an Obi-Wan yeah. Kenobi movie. Uh, there's talk. It's It sounds like it might actually move yes. forward. It's a... Uh, well, where'd it go? Uh, specifically, the Hollywood reporter, reporter reporter can exclusively confirm that they have heard a rumor that it's starting. <laughs> yeah, they're, they 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 may or may not be in early talks with a director. <laughs> it's like, come on, really? But and here, here, here's exclusive. The, yeah, here's it's the, our exclusive rumor from sources. <laughs> here's the thing, though. Um, the thing that has to happen, the one thing that has to happen. For this to take place has happened. Ewan McGregor says he wants to do it. He's, that happened he's never not said years he wants ago. To do it. He said he'd be happy <laughs> to reprise the role, uh-huh. reprise the role. But you know, so now, now you know, it's like <laughs> you know, they'd have to like they'd have to replace him like they were planning to do with James Bond with uh, Daniel Craig, where he was threatening not to do James Bond, but now he's going to do one more, <laughs> probably because he wants to do the twenty fifth. James no, Bond well, is that important is that number? I'm sure there's a paycheck involved. <laughs> Matt, I'm assuming you're uh, you're a Star Wars guy, right? You're of course. Dork, I love Star Wars. <laughs> dork like the rest of us. <laughs> you up for a uh, a Ben Kenobi movie? I'm. I mean, if it's good. <laughs> um, <laughs> when I say Star Wars, that's a, that's a, an asterisk. Does not include episodes one through three. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the problem. It's like we want a great Ben Kenobi movie, but there's only been one of those, <laughs> and he and he died <laughs> at the end of it. So we'll see what happens. Maybe his hair will look a little less '90s <laughs> when he does this one. Ben Kenobi will have a better haircut. Maybe they'll they'll start to uh, bald him a little bit. Well, they can look a little bit more like Alec Guinness. Gray him up a little, sure. <laughs> oh, what else do we got, Mike? Speaking of things everyone likes to watch, <laughs> um, so we had the the there are these hackers and they've got all of HBO's stuff and they've been threatening to release it. and apparently they released uh, Game of Thrones episode five a couple of weeks ago. And uh, and then last week, this past week, uh, HBO went and released episode six themselves on accident. <laughs> Oops! I, I can I can confirm that it was released. Did you see it? <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Please don't tell us what happened. Naughty, naughty, naughty. We we're we're gonna no watch spoilers. it tonight. Thank you. <laughs> we'll be watching it tonight. Yeah. I'm lucky if I if I get to watch it on time yeah. and not have to wait because certain people that I watch it with want to go to bed early. <laughs> it's not me, and by then, the way. And then every, yeah. <laughs> thank, Matt doesn't really know us. So th- let's, thank you for pointing let's that out. Clarify that. <laughs> not that there's anything wrong with it. No, and not that, and not that there's any, any evidence to the contrary. That's fair. <laughs> Our listeners don't know, <laughs> but yeah, no, I disappoint enough people just not watching it when it's supposed to be watched. That's true, because the next day I don't get a chance to talk to you about Come on. it. <laughs> talk about it. Then I have to wait until my coworker, who's one of the last people to get into the office, shows up. <laughs> I, I'm at work for hours before I get to uh, stop working and talk about Game of Thrones. Talk, talk through the wall, <laughs> through the cubicle wall. Yeah. I have to say I regret watching it early because now I can't talk to anybody about what happened. See, that's the problem. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly well, that's what one came of up. the problems. That's one of the the other problem is you get off your schedule. Yep. And then you have to wait longer for the next yep. one, provided they no one leaks the next one. <laughs> and if they start leaking all of them, then it's just chaos. Right. It's like I'm waiting five days and then the next time I have to wait twelve days and then mm-hmm. I have to wait nine days and then I have to wait four days and uh-huh. just oh good no. lord. <laughs> just shoot me. It's just like with, you know, drugs that people abuse. I mean, prescription medicines that people abuse as drugs. You need to take them on a regular basis yeah, <laughs> or else you, you get all screwed up. Well, my, <laughs> and I have my Sunday evening ritual, which is, you know, I do some laundry. I do, you know, I have dinner. I do a little laundry. I watch a little, you know, whatever that just kills time. And I watch Game of Thrones. Something really exciting happens in the last 10 minutes. And then it takes me forever to get to bed, because which is something yeah. really mm-hmm. important mm-hmm. for my life is to make sure I don't get enough, enough sleep, sleep on, on Sunday, Sunday night. night. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's why I just take Ambien on Sundays. 
I've given up. Matt's just sitting over there going, I know what happened. <laughs> okay, let's move on to something else. <laughs> hey, Matt, do you have anything? You brought some news. Um, well, speaking of Game of Thrones, I didn't mention this before, but oh. apparently they're going to be doing some spinoff series now. They're in the works. Um, so I guess um, they're working on four different spinoff series. Are they series uh, series? Or are they going to be like little event series or one-off movies? Or? Uh, I don't know. I don't think they've announced yet. But I, I'm a big book fan. I, I read the books before I watched the show. And George R. R. Martin is going to be writing on two of these series. So <laughs> any hope that I had that he would finish his books is just out He's the gonna door. He's going to die. He's going <laughs> to die. You people are never going to get to finish reading your books. <laughs> <laughs> Well, who's to say he's going to finish whatever writing he does on the series? It'll never air. Yeah. I'm, I'm, we still don't have our script yet. As every year passes, <laughs> I grow more and more of the mind that George R. R. Martin is going to die before he finishes writing this book series. How old is he? He looks old, but old he doesn't enough. necessarily mean he it's is It's not old. so much a question of how old he is. It's the fact that on. it takes him six and a half years to write a book. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's got, what, two more to go? Yeah, we we are owed two more books in this series, and each one has been longer than the last. Well, you know, it takes dozens and dozens of pages to describe what everyone's eating. Yeah, well, that's true. He does at enjoy the, at the dinner table describing the meals in depth. <laughs> I don't know. I haven't read him. That's all I've heard. That's a joke. Yeah, <laughs> running, running gag. Oh well, well, we'll see what happens. Yep. Um, speaking of meals, <laughs> speaking of over overdone meals, big meals, I don't know. Um, in, uh, in Belgium, they made a gigantic breakfast item. What do you think they made? Uh, waffle. No. What? <laughs> Trick question. They made a huge omelet. <laughs> really? Yeah. Okay. Love um, me those Belgian omelets. Yeah. Well, are well, they, yeah. are they fans of, 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 well, I guess they're not fans of chicken and waffles because they use all their chickens to make eggs apparently well they, for this to one this giant hum for this one they did they used up all the eggs in the entire country of belgium <laughs> um all ten thousand of them um and they put them into a giant skillet that's like two people tall across <laughs> it's like 12 15 feet across this giant thing and they were uh stirring it around with what looks like really huge like oversized uh <laughs> Spoons? No, that's like I don't even know what to describe Spatula? them as. They're, they did they invent big, a tool? It's a big flat vertical piece. It's like two and a half, three feet wide with a big pole on it, and it's just oh, this, it's like the thing you you rake your roof with. There you go. They look like roof rakes. Yeah, they look like big wooden roof rakes <laughs> to stir up the omelet. Ma- um, Matt, are you from California? <laughs> <laughs> I what's, am. What's what is a, a roof rake? rake? For po- yes, for, <laughs> for pulling snow off the roof, off the edge of the roof. Keep the, keep the snow away from the gutters so that it doesn't ice dam, and then everything piles up behind the ice dam, and you ruin your roof. Yeah, that's how you get leaks. Yep. Um, but I found this interesting that they went through and, and <laughs> talked about a ten thousand egg omelet. So I did the numbers and I did them twice. And it, uh, listeners, if I screw them up, feel free to write in and let me know that I screwed them up. There's 187 milligrams of cholesterol in an egg. That's a lot of cholesterol, you know, right? Mil- when, sure. you're, when you're talking yeah, in yeah. milligrams and cholesterol and everything, that's a big number. They say eggs are you know, okay. high in cholesterol. Eggs with the well, yolk. Well, sure, yeah. That's why that's why egg beaters happened. Right. So I did the translation. 187 milligrams of cholesterol Times. per egg is 1,870,000 milligrams in that omelet. Okay. Well, nobody's going to eat the whole omelet, though. I'm just pointing this out. That's 1,870 grams. Yeah. That's 1.87 kilograms. kilograms of cholesterol. <laughs> that's 4.1 pounds of cholesterol. <laughs> then I went looking to see if cholesterol has a weight to volume because I wanted to see how many hearts you could actually fill up with cholesterol. But I couldn't find that number. So listeners, oh. if you can find a number for cholesterol that, tr- that gets us from pounds to volume. Well, if your heart's many... the size of your fist, right? That's what they say. So they, I'm looking they, at my fist and they I'm say it weighs. That's... They say it weighs a pound. The average heart weighs a pound oh the, the that's the that's muscle what the yeah but we're talking fluid volume you know well, weight of see, the, that's a whole fluid other ounces th- that's a right? whole other thing i know i don't know you know what's the volume of the two atria and ventricles i was i, I was wondering I, I went looking for the numbers to see like you know 4.1 pounds of of cholesterol probably fills up like the atria and ventricles of like 
a hundred hearts, <laughs> like completely clogs them. Not just like a little thin sheath that gives you the heart attack, <laughs> but like Bullshit. literally right, fills yeah. the heart. Uh-huh. So, hey, uh, hey, uh, hey, hey, Lori. <laughs> She's not listening. <laughs> okay, well, somebody who knows Our Lori. Resident uh, expert in anatomy. I don't know. I couldn't. I couldn't find the numbers. I looked for a while. Wait. Okay. But that's a lot. No. I'll ask her what the question is. What? Tell me what the question is specifically. How? How much? How? Four point one pounds of cholesterol. How many atria and ventricles? Hearts worth of atria and ventricles would that fill? Okay. Can we get from pounds to you know volume? Is that like seven gallons of? Well, I'm holding my fist. I'm holding my fist up next to my can of soda, and it's like eh, it's about ten ounces, but I ten don't, fluid ounces. I don't so. know how dense cholesterol is. Is it right. like lead? That's true. <laughs> is it, you know, or is it like hydrogen? <laughs> yeah. How much does like what's the animal fat weigh? Yeah, it's I would probably, imagine it's, it's probably pr- heavier than. I would imagine water. it's pretty heavy. Yeah, but anyway. Moving we're not on. gonna look it up. While we're not we're... Gonna, as as I've stated a number of times on this show, we're not gonna solve that problem on Nerdburger today. <laughs> we we try to solve a lot of problems, but that one's not gonna happen. Mike, what's what else is news? Scientists, you know the people that do the science, mm-hmm. <laughs> they've uh, developed a uh, new type of uh, flesh. What for robots? <laughs> oh, that heals itself. Oh, so. <laughs> We're we're now at the point I think we can definitively state that we are beyond Terminator technology in some aspects. Right. <laughs> we, we've exceeded that original what was it, the T one thousand? What was T five hundred? What was Arnold Schwarzenegger? I don't know, but I know we're we're well beyond <laughs> the we're well beyond the first ones that uh Reese talks about how they could they were able to spot the first ones because their skin looked like rubber. Yeah. They had an easy yeah. time with that one, but then the, the later models were more difficult to uh, to pick out of the crowd. And now it heals itself, too, so they won't be showing off their glinty metal underskeleton <laughs> for, as, for as long. <laughs> Wonderful. So add that to your nightmares, Craig. Yep. <laughs> more nightmare fuel for Craig. Getting killed by robots at the clown motel. <laughs> <laughs> While, while monkeys with guns Where? ride sentient elephants. Isn't the Clown Motel in Nevada? It was in Nevada, yes. Have you been to the Clown Motel, Matt? Uh, I've never heard of the Clown Motel, but it doesn't sound like a very nice place to go. We can link it's you probably, to the... It's we probably can, in driving, within driving distance. And we can link you to the Nightmare to the website. Now, are there clowns at the hotel? or The is entire, it like clown the entire thing is it's clown-themed, yes. The whole thing. like All the decoration. It's all clown all the time. Yeah. And there's a cemetery next door. <laughs> Just, In case that wasn't bad enough. The, the, the icing I remember the watching it when I was like eight years old, and that, that struck a fear of clowns into my heart. Really? <laughs> okay, well, there you go. Mike was wondering a couple of weeks ago, how do people develop those fears of clowns, which Mike has not yet developed right i mean i get like why like you think why they're creepy why i get that they're creepy i don't know i don't understand not only do i get why they're creepy i don't understand why anyone likes them at all (laughs) but i'm not afraid of them you know like i don't have that that fear that like i told i described my my former classmate who would see a picture of a clown and literally turn around and walk away right right (laughs) well i'll come over here in a clown outfit and i'll stab you seven times in the stomach that will do it (laughs) yeah Wait, I said that on the internet. <laughs> so, <laughs> authorities. Whoa, hey. If that ever happens to me. <laughs> well, if it's going to happen, it has to happen in the next few days before this episode goes up. That's true. <laughs> you mean before it doesn't go up. Hey. hey. Yeah. Sorry, Matt. Yeah. Yeah. Craig killed me. <laughs> Screw you and your Am game. I a loose end now? A <laughs> little bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where do you live again? <laughs> California, right? That's an easy enough state to search. <laughs> Going to email Joey right now, find out where he's at. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm not telling him what it says on your Skype. Uh, oh, good <laughs> description there. Quick. Well, I'm going to have to stab. I'm going to have to throw that clown suit on right now. <laughs> well, that's still up on the screen. Um. The Chinese firm Alibaba 
Oh yeah, yeah. They're supposed to be. Uh... Wait, are they the next Amazon? Supposedly. Okay. They've opened. Well, they they opened one a little earlier this year, and there's another one that's coming. The, that's it's, the reason. That's I found run out by about. the guy that looks like the Asian. We're not talking Neil about Neil Patrick that. Harris, that's right? Not, that's not what the story's about. Okay. <laughs> they have a luxury car vending machine. Luxury car vending machine. It's a fifteen ta- fifteen <laughs> story tall building. <laughs> where you can machine yeah sure okay yeah with well, foundations yeah well and it has a it has a it has, it has a fancy hvac system in no it holds city. it holds cars it holds well, four cars do, per oh, level okay. two well, on either side visible through big glass windows it's, ca- it's cash only though is it really or are you saying that <laughs> i didn't read the whole article that far um just but no. your eighty thousand dollars a hundred at a time <laughs> Does it have a change? Take you know? Does it take nickels and dimes? <laughs> you really need that million dollar bill. I'm telling you. Yeah. <laughs> and the hundred thousand dollar bill. But it's a, it's a it's a fifteen story tall building, glass on two sides. Okay. Two cars per side, sure. all the way okay. up, sixty yep, yep. cars total. Uh-huh. Okay. Various types. That would be four times Bentleys. fifteen equals sixty. Sure. Yes. Yeah. And you can go up and you can look at a screen and you can look at all the cars that are in there. It'll give you the specs and whatnot. And you can buy a car and a fancy elevator automated system will See, come it has out, electricity. Will grab the car uh-huh. and pull and bring, it into and, the and, central elevator and thing and rotate it down, it down and bring it down and roll it out to you. Does it come with one of those big keys. red bows like a Lexus? I would assume that on that's Christmas. I would assume that that's like right at the door. Like they don't the bows aren't on the cars when they're in the display when the when the car pulls you know, comes out the door. There's like a big bow thing that just, well, you know what I'm imagining, of course, is it's a giant mechanical um, arm with a with big scissors, with a big white, no, with a big white glove <laughs> at the end. That's holding a bow that just goes, Whoppa! <laughs> It just, just slaps it on the, on the top a, of the car. Holding a giant scissors and it cuts a ribbon. You know what would be no, cool? pre-made and for, and, bows, please. And, this thing's ready to go. You know what it needs to be? It needs to be a hyper-realistic, high-definition uh, print, printed picture on fabric of the car, of the actual car that you buy. And then it gets put in, in front of the opening and then the car drives out through it. <laughs> sure. Right? Like the football players run through yeah. at the homecoming game. Exactly. So that's the world we live in nowadays with uh, car vending machines. Not just car. Luxury. luxury car. Well, yeah, you sure. couldn't you couldn't make enough money off of selling Dodge Neons, <laughs> Toyota Tercels. <laughs> or, or even Lexuses. Lexi? Lexi? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Lexuses. <laughs> <laughs> which are really just you know fancier toyotas when you get down to it so there you go you can go to singapore um they got one of those now too wait so there there's two of there's them two of them. there's there's one that's, there's one <laughs> not only there's one that's done and they're doing an, there's there's another one that's going up and by the time you listen to this episode there will be five yeah probably being made by autobahn motors but it's in asia doesn't make a difference we live in a global world my friend <laughs> <laughs> are there are german luxury cars in there though right one would assume okay is bond spelled differently yeah, it's the german spelling b-a-h-n that's what i Aut- meant autobahn anyway moving on okay it's not that interesting anymore we really wrung the tiny bit of humor and interest out of that story <laughs> we emptied the gas tank on that one and we did drove it down to down below the e below the red line okay okay matt what's happening in the twilight imperium world uh so uh fantasy flight just announced twilight imperium fourth edition and i'm a big twilight imperium fan but i never bought the third edition waiting 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 and then they reprinted the third edition and i thought they'll never make a fourth but now um they they apparently had it at gen con um they only announced it like a week ago and then they had it at gen con you could buy it already so um i'm excited for it that's one of those games that has a billion pieces in it, doesn't it? And takes about 12 hours to play. Seven hours to set up, <laughs> four hours to break down. It's an entire weekend. <laughs> I've played it a couple times, uh, but it was a lot of fun. I'm just looking at the board laid out with that stuff. It's like, that. It's just, oh my God. It would, it, would, it would exhaust me just reading all of that. And it's always funny to look at the, the time that they put on the box of how long it's going to take. Sure. Um, I remember on third edition, they said it would take four hours, <laughs> um, which is like a gross underestimation. 
like triple that. <laughs> Man. So how many pieces are in it? Does it say? Um, I don't. It's like it's like 350 plastic ships, uh, and then like a bunch of different tiles with planets on them, and 17 different alien species that you can play, and whole bunch of political cards. agendas and action cards and, and little chits to trade to, goods. Little denote this area has yeah. been affected in some way, and dice I really that like go the, with everything. And I really like the trade system in the new version, though. That's that's one of the big things that they changed. Um, in the fourth edition, you get these commodities. Uh, each each race they generate trade goods, or they're like they're called commodities when you create them. But they're basically you you can't use them on your own. But if you trade them to another player, then the other player can use them like currency. So it really incentivizes you to make deals with people and basically give out your commodities to them in exchange for favors, uh, which I what, think is fun. What kind of favors? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, are you saying that this game made space? Uh, trade federation fun yeah george lucas um take notes <laughs> make make episode one more like this game <laughs> when you remake it <laughs> so it's not just a trade dispute movie speaking of how For bad kids. the uh, first uh three episodes were um they get better two was better than one three was better than two but yeah that's uh high praise it's about as high as it gets yeah here a uh, bit of trivia and I'm, i don't have it i'm asking for it <laughs> okay what 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 game has the most pieces oh good lord um mass-produced game not like you know. that's a tough call because there's there's some war games out there that are pretty insane you think jim would know the answer to that he, he'd probably have he'd probably be able to quote a, a number of pieces for some ridiculously large game yeah um, I just I don't know what it would be. Jim's Jim's our our resident war game expert. Oh yeah, it's probably some kind of war game. I imagine it's a war game of some sort that's got like two thousand pieces or something. And by the way, they're not dolls; they're material consim components. No, accord, according to Jim, they're little pewter painted dolls <laughs> <laughs> that you push around on your playset. Material consim. You can call it components. You can call it a battlefield, but it's your playset. <laughs> if it fits inside your house, it's not a battlefield, right? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> Well, I was going to say, um, maybe Mirrorbox games should, uh, that should be a thing. They should, you guys should come up with the game with the most pieces. <laughs> there's, just, there's a selling point. More pieces than any game ever made. <laughs> 10,000 pieces. Just to do it and then make, make two of them and say, you know, we mass produce them. Mass. <laughs> <laughs> what's, call, call Guinness. What's the upper limit on... <laughs> I mean, where, where, what's where, where, what's your market research? What's the upper limit on number of pieces where even the hardcore board gamers start to go, oh, whoa, okay. <laughs> that's my question. I mean, the the question is how much is the game going to cost? That's, well, that's part of the problem, too. The new Twilight Imperium is $150. Okay, so we're probably talking a game that's going to run about 500. <laughs> Five C-notes. For for ten thousand pieces, a lot of repetition, a lot of small pieces, you know, so that you're not paying for all the all the molds. Maximum lot, potential. A lot to of step different. Lot, the yeah, a lot of different colors, but of the same pieces. Twilight Imperium has the worst piece for stepping on. It's called the War Sun, and it's basically <laughs> this like it's this half dome that just has a bunch of spikes sticking out of it. <laughs> <laughs> and so, when you drop it on the ground, it always lays flat. <laughs> Sure. Of course. Step directly on it, and it's very painful. <sighs> well done. All right. Well, as long as we're talking board games, uh, <laughs> let's uh, let's roll into um, Matt. You are you've just kickstarted. We're we're stepping into the future yes. here. Mm-hmm. You've yes. just you've just we just launched the King's Guild. On yeah. Um, so really excited about this game. It's my first design that I'm taking to Kickstarter. Um, the inspiration for this game is I'm, I'm like a total nerd. I love like fantasy, uh, you know, played a lot of world of Warcraft back when I was in high school, love like Zelda, all that types of things. Um, so I had this idea for a game where instead of being like the hero, you're actually on the other side and you're like a guild leader, basically trying to recruit heroes and build up your guild. Uh, and so that's the idea behind the King's Guild is that 
you live in the city of Greycastle that's ruled by a guild. And every time the king dies, then there's a competition between all the guilds in the city to decide who's the new king and the new king's guild. Um, so you're gathering resources and crafting items to send heroes on adventures. And then when they come back, they bring back treasure and they join your guild. And so you're building up your guild by recruiting these heroes and also building new rooms onto your guild to expand it and hiring specialists to give you different abilities. Um, the goal is to earn prestige uh, so that when the king actually dies... Uh, the, the Council of the Wise comes to the town and they choose uh, who's the new guild leader and you want to have the most prestige when they get there. So it's all about death. <laughs> the king That's is what you took die. away from that? Like, like many fantasy <laughs> games, it's about death. No, it's not. It's, it's, it's about, uh, it, sounds a, it sounds a lot like it's about uh, maneuvering, you know, wheeling and dealing, um... Yeah, exactly. It's like the, the heroes are in the game. So you see these heroes, they come into town and they want to go on quests, but they need different items. They need, they need to be powered up, right? So you're crafting the items for them. Like he might need a sword, you know, a warrior might need a sword to go slay a dragon. Um, you craft a sword for him and then he goes out, he slays the dragon. You don't worry. That's not important. Um, Just, he comes it's, back. It's though. an assumption. We assume <laughs> he slays the dragon. They all, we heroes always succeed because if they weren't good heroes, we wouldn't, we wouldn't send them out on quests. So they come back and they, he, he brings back treasure for your guild and then joins your guild. And so you're basically using that treasure then to upgrade your guild uh, and then send out more heroes on more quests. Um, and, you know, then you, maybe you get uh, a magic arcanum that lets you craft enchanted items and those are more powerful and so the heroes can do better quests and you get paid more money and get more treasure. Uh, you know, but while you're trying to do that, then every other player is also competing over those same heroes, trying to craft the items for them. Uh, so you're paying attention to the other players and trying to figure out how you can craft these items, you know, the right item for the right hero. Um, and you're trying to get certain heroes into your guild uh, because there's these special master rooms you can build. Like I might build the Hall of Warriors that gives me prestige for every warrior in my guild. So I'm trying to recruit all the warriors to join my guild. Okay. Now, does, so, yeah. does, does this stuff, is this, is, is being able to build that room or, you know, getting some of this stuff, is it, is it dependent upon, I mean, does, does the right card have to be drawn or flipped from a deck or is it something that's always in the game? Like you could, at any given time, you can be going after these bunches of different things or are you kind of, you know, like a lot of games, there'll be, there'll be a deck of cards, for example, and you'll have like six of them that are up at a time mm -hmm. and you'll have, those are the things that everybody's going after. Yeah, um, and then and then as you as some of those get bled away and people win them or or they somehow get removed from play, then more replace them and and so everybody's kind of always going after the same things. Mm -hmm. Is that the, is that the the gist? So of that's things? how the that's how the quests and the specialists work. Is those people come? You know, there's like five of them in, in town at a time, uh, and so you're competing over whoever's there and trying to find the ones that will fit your guild. But then the rooms are all available from the beginning. So you can build any room anytime in the game. Uh, and so that's uh, then you're trying to build up towards one of the rooms that you see out there. Because um, you don't play with all the rooms every game. You play with some of them. But you know what's out there and what's available. So if the uh, Hall of Warriors is in the game, then I might try to go and do a warrior strategy. Um, or if the armory is available, you might try to craft all the armor items uh, and score extra prestige that way. So we're basically building a strategy using the rooms, and then as the heroes and the, and the specialists come out, we're trying to like adapt on the fly and get the ones that will help our guild. Are there ways to um, block another player from getting one of these things if you see somebody going after it that doesn't require you to necessarily get it? Can you know? Is is there a way to make something defunct? Um, or, or do you have to actually make an active attempt to 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 steal it away? Not so much because it'll help you, but because it'll hinder somebody else. One of my favorite specialists is the thug. Um, oh, thugs are so, great. <laughs> if you hire the thug, then when you craft, you can put the thug onto one of the quests. And and if anybody else wants to craft for that quest, they have to pay you two coins first. <laughs> so he, <laughs> so he's sort of like basically like a mafia guy i was gonna the... say it's a protection racket uh -huh. you got a <laughs> nice a quest here racket. sure would be a problem if something happened to it <laughs> and then he rubs his uh, fingers together uh -huh. <laughs> yeah so that's a fun one and, okay. and and the thug can just keep doing that you can keep moving yeah, him around so every time so... every time you do a quest 
every time you complete a quest, then you can move the thug somewhere else. So he's just constantly um, out there asking for money. <laughs> Love it. Um, once you have a, once you've got a hero, is the hero yours forever? Can you steal heroes from people? Um, I did. I used to have that in the game when I was in development, but people really didn't like it. There you go. Yeah, yeah. That's the equivalent in this. I suppose in this game, that's kind of the equivalent of since you're giving your magic items away because you're mm-hmm. not the adventurer using the magic item it's you know your heroes are kind of your you know they're the analogy of like when you're playing a D&D type game where like you get a magic item the last thing you want is then the jam to take that magic item away from you like i i went through the trouble of earning this thing yeah i can see it's how a, that, it's I can, funny that you mentioned that story in i can see D&D how that would tick players that off um in my D&D campaign we literally had that happen where we like we were in this swamp and suddenly this giant dragon comes oh. and is literally just like give me everything <laughs> <laughs> and he, he literally took every all of our gold every every piece of gold all of our magic items all of our equipment stole it all and then we had nothing does the dm still live <laughs> <laughs> the campaign has ended um. Did the campaign end that day? <laughs> no, it actually okay. it ended a couple weeks later. But... <laughs> wow, kind of surprised. Yeah, that's rough. That's rough, dude. Seriously, <laughs> that's Come a on. that's a rage flip, is what uh-huh. that is. You're at the table, got all the minis out on the table. Woof. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I definitely took some inspiration from like Dungeons and Dragons uh, when creating the King's Guild what's uh what's what's okay <laughs> this is we're in the future so i already know this but i'm going to just bring it up because it's uh it's good interviewing right uh what's the what's the funding goal and uh what are, so we, what goal, are we looking at as far goal as stretch goals twenty thousand dollars um our goal is twenty thousand dollars uh it's forty nine dollars to get the game uh if you back it in the first three days of the campaign um so you still have time as of this era Ooh, right now go 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 uh, hold on hold on hold on listeners go back it right now Welcome back. Congratulations. You backed in the first three days. Tell, tell them what they got. Yeah. Um, you get a special price. It's $45. Um, so it's a special price if you back early as a thank you um, to all of our supporters. Uh, and we do have a lot of stretch goals planned, which I'm going to be announcing um, when we get closer to funding, which, ah, hey, maybe you aren't there. I'm probably announcing them soon. Hooray. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, one of the, one of the ones I'm really excited about is, uh, I've got a stretch goal planned where we upgrade the resources in the game. Um, they are going to be just discs, you know, different color discs, but I want to upgrade them to custom shapes. So you've got like your wood and your metal and cloth and leather, uh, want to have different shaped resources for each of them. That's handy. Yep. Um, but yeah, that's one of those things with board games, you know, like with, you know, I did an, a role-playing game where it was just like, well, we'll just add more stuff to the book. <laughs> it's pretty straightforward. I mean, you know, the artwork, more pages. That, the artwork yeah. and the layout that goes with that, um, the editing, but then like, yeah, with board games, it's always, you know, there's, there's some, the more components there are, the more it is where you can kind of start with like, okay, here's the simplest components. You can play the game with this. The game's been, you know. I'm sure it sounds very much like played, play tested. Look at, you know, obviously Matt's pointed out, you know, rules have changed. Things have gone away. Um, and so the the base form of the game is ready to go, but there's all sorts of ways to make it uh, a prettier game, a, a game that's going to, you know, maybe hold up a little bit better. I'm guessing there's, you don't have to tell us, Matt, but I'm guessing there's, uh, you know, a lot of times there's improved card stock and um uh-huh new, Thicker diff, punch diff, different materials and, and things that are going to make the the game hold yeah. up longer i'll have i'll have all that stuff in the stretch goals too yeah that's that's pretty standard nowadays with uh board game kickstarters you know if, if the game goes really well you get like a you know stainless steel game that's gonna <laughs> last forever <laughs> whoa Talk about 500 bucks. <laughs> All for you $45. You, know, you don't need to have the most pieces. You just make it out of uh, steel. Well, it comes with a foundry, so you can make custom pieces and house rule stuff into the game. <laughs> Is that on a stretch goal for the game? Is that the no? iron? The, uh, the, uh, the, what do you call it? The uh, Iron Workers Guild, whatever. You know what I mean? Like the guy that makes the weapons. What's he called? The weaponsmith. The smith? 
Smithy. There, there is a blacksmith. Yeah. Blacksmith, yeah. thank Blacksmith. you. Well, blacksmith is kind of the catch-all. Like, right I didn't there. want to say, you know, Gendry, what he does. <laughs> <laughs> I just blanked on the word. Yeah, he's, he's. I suppose technically he is a blacksmith because he has made both weapons and armor. Mm-hmm. So a catch-all blacksmith, sure. Although the blacksmith and the blacksmith in the King's Guild is only good at making weapons. So I guess he's a weaponsmith. Can he? Uh... Can he beat the living crap out of you with his weapons? Is he? I mean, what? What? Uh, I mean, he he makes he makes weapons, but uh, you know, the thug goes out there and gets money for you. Does this guy do anything for you, or does he just make uh, weapons? Yeah, what he does is the blacksmith gives you a discount on crafting weapons. You pay less metal when you use the blacksmith, so uh, it gets easier to craft weapons, which is a lot easier to craft to finish items for quests. Then, um, and the, yeah, the specialists are some of my favorite part about the game because. Uh, you can basically recruit a lot of specialists to get a lot of unique abilities. There's 36 of them in the game, and Whoa. each one each one is totally different. Um, so you might get the Oracle, and she lets you see which quests are coming up next. Um, or like a lumberjack will let you gather extra wood every time you gather resources. Um, you know, there's uh, there's a lot of cool ones. There's an alchemist um, who lets you transform your resources into anything. Uh, so lots of cool different uh, workers. Okay, so 36, 36 of them? Yeah. 36. Um, how many players does this, does this game support, and what's the play time? So it's two to five players. Okay, uh, five players, 36 of them. Yep. Everybody can have a pretty good number of them. All right. By the end, by the end <laughs> and, of the game, uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, and it, it plays in about 60 to 90 minutes. Really? That's, yeah. that's nice. I like that. Mike, you like that. Yeah, yeah Mike, actually, I do. Mike I do. loses yeah, interest yeah. in board games very quickly yeah. if they take longer than about an hour, hour and a half. Here's, yeah, your, here's your stuff. One of my big focuses was making the turns quick. So um, there's basically, on your turn, you choose one action. Um, there's three different ones to choose from. You can either gather resources, craft items, or buy upgrades for your guild. Uh, you do one action, um, and the turns go by really fast. So I think that's really fun. Uh, and it's a lot of planning of seeing what the other players are doing and trying to plan out, well, I, you know, I see that he's gathered those resources, so he's probably going to craft, you know, these this leather armor. So maybe I'll go do something else. Uh, but you also get treasures that you earn from the quests, and those you can use to surprise people because you can also play treasure cards on your turn. So I might, for instance, play my treasure card that gave me like a, you know, it was like some dragon hide. So I gained some leather, and then I can sneak in and jump on that leather quest that you were going to do and craft it before you do. Um, Mike likes a good leather quest. <laughs> sorry this i apologize actually, this was some this is a funny story when i posted uh, <laughs> speaking of that um <laughs> when i posted um a picture of of one of my cards for people to give me feedback on um uh that's I always a mistake pants, but go ahead i have pants in the game right and every facebook comment that i got was do, do the pants look like testicles to anybody else? <laughs> Sorry, I'm not allowed to say that on air. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Um, so yeah, it was like every single combat. It was just like, I don't, has anybody else noticed? I don't know if anybody else has noticed this. Um, so yeah, we've got yeah, they, the yeah for the record, they do. We're, we're looking at it. The magic yeah. pants totally look like a ball sack. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> That's got to go on the website, Mike. Extra magic. <laughs> Not only are they pants, they are magic, magic pants. pants. <laughs> Is that their effect? Do they make your grow? Okay, enhanced. anyway. Um, <laughs> you just got really big knees. Yeah, it's like, right. Like Torgo. <laughs> um, here's a question for you. And I'm going to judge you on this question. I'm, I'm forewarning you. There's a lot of judgment tied with this one. Ready to be judged. All right. How long has this game been in development? About 18 months. All right. That's pretty solid. So it's been a while. Um, play tested it hundreds of times. Uh, yeah, it's great. Actually, we have a big uh, play testing group here in LA, a few of them. So I've been taking it around, uh, play tested all the time. Uh, and it's been a journey. You know, it started out, the game started out, um, it was originally called Shopkeepers. Uh, and the idea was that you were like a, sh- you know, like a merchant. Uh, but then it sort of evolved over time as I realized like, well, you don't, 
it's not really just about selling items. It's really about you want to recruit these heroes. You know, you want to build up over time and hire people to work for you. And I thought it felt much more like a guild than a shop. Also, I thought it's more exciting to be a guild leader than a shopkeeper. Sure. Uh, <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's evolved over time. It's changed names, hasn't it? Yes, it has. It's gone through several names. So uh, started as shopkeepers. I called it artisans for a little while. Um, then it was guildmasters. Uh, so it was guildmasters for quite a while. Um, and then uh, recently changed it to the King's Guild. And that was along with a big change in the story that I was really excited about. Um, I had this you know, friend of mine wrote this original story for it that was a lot more complicated. Uh it was about like the the alder swamps and you know, these monsters that are coming to attack the town and we have to repel them. And um, it was a really cool story, but all the action in the story took place outside of the town when the gameplay of the game is all in, in the city. So um, I realized that I needed to change that. And so I came up with this new story that revolves around the guilds and competing over becoming the king's guild. Uh, this idea that the city isn't ruled by like a single royal family, it's ruled by a guild. Um, and the line of succession isn't by birth, it's by who is the best guild at the time when the king dies. Um, so, yeah. Again, we, we, we circle back to death. It's about yeah. death. How does, the, how does the, the king's death mechanism work? I think uh, it's, it sounds like, well, go ahead. I'm what's gonna, built into it, obviously, it happens at least once. Yeah, it's sort of the narrative driver of the game. So I really like, I like games that are immersive that have theme and, and story worked into the game. Uh, and so it's actually ha at the halfway point in a game uh, is when the king dies. Uh, and it sort of marks this turning point. Uh, and there's actually this moment where you have the funeral for the king. Uh, and all the guild leaders you actually bid on who's going to build the statue to the king to com commemorate him. Uh, whoever wins that actually gets to build the statue into their guild, um, which earns you prestige and you might get bonuses for where you place it in your guild. Uh, and then the second age, the heroes are going on harder quests. Um, the items that you craft, you'll get paid more money for them. But it also signals that the council of the wise is then on their way. And that's how the game ends is when you get through the second age of heroes, then the council of the wise arrives in town uh, and they're there to judge all the guilds. And the council is basically made up of all these retired guild leaders. So um, you have a chance to bribe them. So oh, uh, nice! <laughs> uh, at the very end, you can you can take your last turn or you can make an offering to the council where you're basically like giving them your resource, you know, giving them some money and resources uh, to try to earn some prestige from them that way. Uh, and then you score up uh, all of your treasures you score points for. Um, you score prestige for the rooms you've built and for the heroes you recruited and their specialists. Uh, and whoever has the most prestige becomes the new king's guild. Is there a uh, is there a randomizing element, or is this entirely built around the strategy of of working the the system? So um, where the the variation comes in is the order that the quests come out, which specialists are in the game, uh, and those you 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 don't play every game with all of the quests or with all the specialists. You always shuffle up and you take some of them. So um, it's going to be a different game every time. Same thing with the rooms. There's these master rooms that you're sort of building up towards. Um, they're a big way to score prestige, and they score you prestige based upon some thing that you've accomplished. So, for instance, like recruiting all the, the warriors might get you prestige for the Warriors Guild, or uh, you know, it, it could be uh, hiring a lot of specialists if you build like the Leisure Hall. Um, and so that's going to be different every game. Um, and that adds a lot of play replayability. And the other element of variance is in the treasure cards. So when your heroes bring back treasure from their quests, there's three colors of treasure that you can get red, yellow, and blue. Uh, and they all have different types of focus, but you don't know which one you're going to draw. And those you draw in their secret, and a lot of them you can play during the game. They might give you money or resources um, or mess with your opponents. And then um, a lot of them you're going to save to the end of the game. There's sort of like a set collection element of it where if you try to collect charms or collect relics, you can score prestige for those uh, treasures that you have in your hand at the end of the game. Okay, so that, that's nice. I like that, actually. I mean, 
I was just I was curious if it's like you know when you go to win something, did you you know do you assemble your resources and then somebody else is trying to go for it too, and then you you know like roll a die on top of it and you need you know to get lucky in order to do it. There's sounds like that's not there, but you know it, the 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 random element is in just kind of what the game is going to be about because mm-hmm. you're 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 flipping over certain cards that you're going to use for this game and the other ones are getting set aside. So it's the you know it's kind of the equivalent of you know any game that has a board that's made up mm-hmm. of tiles or so forth where like you know your board is different mm-hmm. every time yeah you might get play you know you might play the board out right away or you might build the board as you go but it's going to be different so yeah maximum playability that's that's the watchword nowadays there aren't a lot of games out there that except for you know the really simple straightforward relatively quick to play games that uh that don't take uh, advantage of that type of mechanic in some way they want to have cards or chits or tiles or something so that yeah. you're, not, you're not just playing, you know, like the 10th time you play it, you feel like you've played it before. Yeah, I think that's I think that's really important. And for me, I, you know, I think a lot about strategy and tactics, you know, strategy being planning out ahead of time what you're going to do and tactics being, you know, reacting to the moment and, and making decisions uh, on the spot. And I like having a mix of both. So for me, the rooms in the game are like the strategy element. You see what's out from the beginning. You can plan around them. Uh, and try to build a strategy on that. And then the quests that come out and the specialists that come out, that's the tactical element where, oh, I have to react to whatever whatever quests are here and make the best decision in the moment um, to build my guild. All right. Mike, you got anything else over there? What are you thinking over there? You're deep in thought. I am? Well, you've been looking at the photos. <laughs> oh, no. You've been looking at all the pretty. <laughs> well, I've just been... Mike's, pre- a, Mike's a visual learner. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying. I'm just trying to figure out if uh, what I'm looking at is current or not. Are you on our preview page? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't find that. <laughs> Mike's on www.pantslikeballs.com. <laughs> oh, can you see the reflection in my glasses? Yeah. Oh. Okay. Uh, I messaged <laughs> the link to the preview page if you want to look at that. Yeah, let's uh, send us a link. We'll put that up there. People can take a look. Um, of course, they'll be able to go to the Kickstarter page. We'll it'll be live. We'll yeah, make sure, we'll make sure we have that up there, and I'm sure that'll link somewhere in there. We'll link you back to uh, wherever you got more information to. Mm-hmm. Um, how long is the Kickstarter going to run for? Uh, it's going to run for one month. So okay, it so. launches August 22nd, uh, and it runs till September 22nd. All right, people. Well, it's time to get on board. Closing yeah. out summer with the Kickstarter. There you go. Yep. <laughs> Starting the day after the eclipse and ending probably the first day of fall or the yep. second day of fall, somewhere around there. To get your eclipse glasses. I guess you, you're not really going to get that much of a view there where you are. Yeah, I have a couple of friends who are going up to watch it, but it's like, from what I hear, it's just going to be a madhouse. Uh, <laughs> you know what? You know what I'm doing to watch it. I'm going to step outside of the uh, the place where I work. <laughs> walk out in the parking lot, look up, and go look okay, at it. Cool. And go, All right, that's what that looks like. <laughs> Back to work. Don't look <laughs> yeah. at it. Don't look at it without a. Uh... No, nah, we're covered. We're covered. Well, I need to actually go get some of those glasses. <laughs> you can find them. Yeah. Good luck. I know. Or make them. I'll, I'll look for a do-it-yourself video. <laughs> Listeners, by the time you're enjoying our dulcet tones, Matt might be blind. Because <laughs> he may not have been able to find the glasses. Um, wow, <laughs> I got dark really quick. Like well, to support my Kickstarter and support blind project creators. <laughs> it's a my, it's an oft misunderstood and uh, forgotten minority. If you had drawn those magic pants after you had looked at the eclipse, you'd have an excuse, <laughs> right? Jeez. <laughs> Um, no, I thought they looked like pants until until you opened your mouth. I was looking I at the picture, and then and then you said, "Wrote them." Can't or unsee something. it. And yeah. now, yeah, exactly. That's fine. There's lots worse out there. <laughs> there's there's plenty of games out there that have pieces or cards or you illustrations or whatever that look like something. I was watching the the Great British Baking Show, and some guy did a did a bread that looked like it was supposed to be Thor's hammer and it looked like a penis and testicles. So, I mean, you can't avoid it. <laughs> then he failed at making something that looked like a hammer, right? <laughs> That's a failure. He, he squared it off he before got... he put it in the oven. Okay. 
They pointed it out to him, and he was like, oh, okay, y'all. Squish, squish. You know, a little bit. <laughs> was it a coconut cake? Did it have, like, stuff that looked like hair? <laughs> I don't remember what was in it, but it was anyway. one of them things that you braid the pieces together. <laughs> Jeez. All right. Um... <laughs> so, that was, so, so, that was so, awfully <laughs> specific sidetrack yeah, there. Yeah, so go check out the Kickstarter, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> help, out, uh, help out friends of the show, Mirrorbox Games. This is number two. Yep. Game number two you guys have promoted yep. here. And you're gaining the full benefit of us actually having listeners this time. <laughs> Back when Joey was on, we didn't have a very large audience. <laughs> we often joked about our dozens of listeners. <laughs> now we have dozens of dozens. Yeah, and I think and I have to I have to apologize to both of you, and especially Joey, because I think I think Chaosmos was the was the last Kickstarter we promoted on the podcast that that i didn't buy or, or oh! <laughs> oh it was it was oh! i think it was it was the next one that it, or it was it was that one that made me realize i need to start supporting our guests that come on because we were you know we had had a couple and then we had a we, you know we had a real i understand, company I understand. come on and... i can't believe you admitted that on the show well, of you course, know what? I'm editor. owning. I'm owning up to okay. it. You're I'm the, owning up to it. If you rethink it later, you can always edit this part out. <laughs> <laughs> so I will be. I will be backing. Okay, King's Guild. <laughs> I'm sure um, uh, we have to figure out how that's all going to work out. Maybe we back one for the. I mean, I. We might, given our association with Andocon, maybe we back to get a copy and uh, donate it to the. Their game to their guild to the game the, the, collection the, right sure the, the library or library. maybe as a giveaway for Andocon sometime we'll have to talk about that Mike. Well, I have been just doing it as myself. I and, understand, and then adding to the what what I've called the Nuremberger Studio Library of games, the, the wealth of games that we have <laughs> floating around here, along with uh, I need some to of the do other... something to this room. Yeah, it needs... you you mentioned something about doing some kind of a Twitch video thing, and that's not going to happen until I redo this room. Well, we wouldn't do it looking at... It wouldn't involve looking at this room. We'll talk about that. Okay. <laughs> it's very different ideas you and I oh, have okay. going on. All right, good. We're not going to turn this into some sort of video studio. No, this is going to be like you just put your back against a wall and put your your uh, webcam on your face, and that's all we care about. <laughs> don't care what the room looks like. We just want to hear your lovely voice coming out of your mouth. Well, anyway, my point was I felt so guilty about know, not actually personally backing Chaosmos that I have started backing every Kickstarter we've had, I think, since then. <laughs> All right, well. So sorry, Joey. And if you know, I could buy a version with the, the Kickstarter logo on the side of Chaosmos, I would. <laughs> I've got my copy. We can play sometime. <laughs> Maybe I'll buy a regular copy. Ray's, and, and Ray's then, got and a copy. We can, we can swap. Yeah. There's a, you know a bunch of people who have a copy of that game, Mike. I know, I know. I know. <laughs> Joey got plenty of our money. <laughs> um, do you guys have something else? In the, I mean, you know, not to give away a lot of specifics, but, uh, you know, you're always working on stuff. Do you have anything else kind of um, in yeah, the tubes, Joey's, in the, in the design tube? that he's working on. Um, oh. I've got a couple games in the pipeline as well, but nothing to announce yet. So, okay, but there good. is definitely more to come. Cool. Fun, fun, fun. Do you keep your uh, playtesting to uh, kind of groups in the area just because it's board games and it's easier to get, you know, to take the board, to, you know, to take the game to them or get the game to them? Or do you ever go elsewhere for playtesters? Uh, I mean, I go to Gen Con when I can. Okay. You take, you, so you take <laughs> the game places. I'm just wondering, because I know there's some places that like they get a, like a rudimentary version of the game that might just be printed on paper mm, um, yeah. and they mail that out to playtesters if they're having a hard time finding playtesters. But it sounds like you guys are having no trouble finding playtesters. Yeah, there's tons of people in L.A. It's it's really fun. Yeah, you're not living in Podunk, Wyoming. <laughs> you're in L.A., so you're good. <laughs> Be closer to the eclipse if you're in Podunk, a, Wyoming. I'm designing a game up here in North Pisswater Falls, Idaho, and I can't find anybody to play That's it That's an actual me. town, by the way. You didn't make that up. <laughs> hey, don't stop stealing my lie shtick. I'm the, I'm the one who lies. <laughs> um, are we gonna Are we gonna hit on a Kevin question today? Yeah, let's. Why not? Uh, We've got extra brain power here. We, we got uh, sure. Let's bring Matt on board. Um, go ahead and start it? finding it. I'll let him know what this I've is. Got it. Okay. Ready to go. Uh, we've got a listener who writes in and asks us a ridiculous question once a week. <laughs> All right. And it's uh, how many? Well, we'll find out how many we've got going strong here. Um, he told us we'll we'll keep doing it until we get tired of him. And so far, we have not. Has he said that? Yeah. Oh, okay. 
So I don't remember that. What's the Kevin question for this week? This is a 28 question. All oh, right. by the way, we we did 26 and 27 last week and then forgot to point out the fact that 26 was six months worth of Kevin questions. <laughs> sure. Um, <laughs> so uh, here we are in the second half of the first year of Kevin questions. 28 question. What is the best stripper song? <laughs> I'm stuck. I'm stuck between Cherry Pie by Warrant and Pour Some Sugar on Me by Def Leppard. But I'm willing to entertain other suggestions. Thanks, Kevin. <laughs> now, first of all, <laughs> what does he mean by best stripper song? Is that the best song for a stripper to strip to? I would assume that's what he's talking club? about. Yeah. Okay. Because he, you know, it's gonna be she's my cherry pie. Or, or are those songs both written? I forgot to look this up. Are those songs? Woman comes out strutting onto the stage. Are those songs written about strippers? Uh, well, Cherry Pie is about what it sounds like it's about, if you think about what <laughs> hair metal bands were like. Mm-hmm. Um, and Pour Some Sugar on Me is... Uh, nobody really knows what that song's about. Yeah. <laughs> they sing it in the traditional American rock accent, the, although they are British, except for the me. They say, pour some pour some sugar on me. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I know about that song. Um, I mean, I've heard both of them, but... Uh, sure. Well, I have an answer that's that's, but we'll see what Matt has to say. Matt, do you have a do you opinion? want to start or do you want one of us to go? I, first? I've been racking my brain trying to think of something. It's going to come uh, down to personal taste. At this, I mean, I don't really, right? Um, I'm going to say it's Mandy by Barry Manilow. Is that a song about a stripper? No, or... it's about his dog. <laughs> Is it really? Yeah. Has anyone stripped to Mandy by Barry Manilow? I don't know. (laughs) I'd be a little bit concerned if somebody had. We could try this. Oh, no. (laughs) That's my favorite. (laughs) I just looked up burlesque stripper music. Oh, okay. (laughs) Is that Tammy Atascadero? (laughs) In Inside Joe. Doing her show. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, I'll go first. <laughs> okay. Go ahead. Uh, my my. Okay. I saw a car driving down the street, down the highway here in Atlanta, and it had the the uh, license plate D F space L P R D. Okay. <laughs> Def Leppard. Def gotcha. Leppard. And it was a a Kia Sportage in beige. It was like the last car you would ever expect to have Def Leppard as the license plate. So I'm going to go with Pour Some Sugar on Me because clearly that was a stripper <laughs> driving around <laughs> in probably her, in know, her fuel efficient, yeah, <laughs> inexpensive, reliable. I didn't say she was a high class stripper. Kia Sportage. I'm like who drives a Kia with Def Leppard on the license plate? Well, now we know. Or at least that's my guess. Craig, Matt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if I didn't have that anecdote, I would not have an answer. I'm going with Mandy by Barry Manilow. All right. <laughs> and I don't think Matt Matt's left the building. He's like, "What <laughs> what happened? I just wanted to talk about my game." I was about to check the <laughs> Skype connection there. <laughs> I mean, I would say, I always assume pour some sugar on me was literal. So I'm going to go with cherry pie. Okay, okay there, there you, you go. go. So uh, the jury's still out. Um, <laughs> Kevin, you'll have to uh, now, <laughs> poll your, uh, your, uh, your listeners on your radio show and see what they have yeah. to say. Not only did we not answer your, or, you know, decide between the two you gave us, we gave you a third now to choose from. You got to add Mandy to that. Yeah. See, that might just shake up his world. Like, oh, I hadn't thought of Barry Manilow. The song that he wrote for his dog. Oh, okay. That's all I got. There you go, Kevin. We're sorry. See you next week. Yeah, we we apologize. That was that was not handled well. Blame Matt. What? But go back his Kickstarter. Um, Matt, thank you for joining us. Jeez. Thank you for having me on. <laughs> Hope it wasn't uh, too irritating. And, um, uh, <laughs> I hope you had a, a good time. And I hope everything goes well with uh, getting that game out in the hands of many, many people. Um, because the Kickstarter thing needs to keep happening. Little independent creators need to keep making stuff. 
because I still want to do that. <laughs> so, <laughs> and, and well, thank my, you so much my, for your support, guys. You're 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 more than welcome. Oh, uh, Mike, Craig, where can they find us? They can find us at nerdburgershow.com, at nerdburgershow on the Twitters and the Facebook. Oh, going back to the dot com, uh, look look at the page for this episode, and right there at the top, you're going to have a link to the Kickstarter for mm-hmm. the King's Guild. Um, and uh, you can go to nerdburgergames.com for all sorts of game stuff that I'm working on. You can go to drivethroughrpg.com to buy Murders and Acquisitions. If you had been at Gen Con, you could have bought Murders and Acquisitions physical copy at the Gen Con. I'm really happy about that. I don't know if I sold any copies. <laughs> I'll, I'll find out in a week or two. There is photographic evidence that they were there to be bought, though. That is true. And uh, Matt, where should they go? All all the places. Um, it's Mirror Bo- Mirror Box Games. So we're at Mirror Box Games on Twitter and Instagram, Facebook.com/slash Mirror Box Games. And MirrorBoxGames.com. Uh, you can go there, but it's probably just going to redirect to our Kickstarter. Okay, <laughs> awesome. That's important. All right, we're out. On the next episode of Nerd Burger, Craig gathers up all of his game pieces that really hurt to step on <laughs> and sprinkles them all over the studio. Oh boy. So that Mike can't get away so easily when the clown comes. <laughs> to kill him. Stab, stab, stabity, stab. His oh, name's Stabity the Clown. Stabby wise, he's available for bar mitzvahs, <laughs> weddings, and funerals. Gee, what will be the first funeral he goes to, Craig? Yours. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs>